Thank you, Jesus. Is it important to grow when you get born again? Many people are used, they, they, they know about grow, um, being born again, but they don't know about growing. I said I started with um, the When we're at Super Sunday, I shared a scripture. He said, God would like all of us, all right, God would want all of us to be saved. The Bible says, God would like all of us to be saved. He says, and come to the knowledge of the truth. And come to the knowledge of the truth. I want all of us to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So being saved is one part of the bargain. You see, we, we, you know, the, the church of Jesus Christ all over the world, we're excited when someone is born again. We're excited when someone gives his life to Christ. Right? That's very good. We're also happy when we give our life to Christ. You know, we say we receive Jesus, we receive peace, we receive joy, we receive love, whatever we receive from Jesus. That's beautiful. After we give our life to Christ, 
there is a whole new journey that the Spirit of God now takes us in the gospel. You see, I've told you before, I said, dominion and the life of the supernatural is the heritage of the Christian. It is the heritage of the Christian. The life of the supernatural. Well, if you're a Christian and you are not walking in the supernatural, there's a problem. There's a problem. Because it's supposed to be part of the things that you should be experiencing. Now, look at this. I, I, I mentioned Second Peter. It's the one. It's a word for laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings. Second Peter chapter one. Chapter one. Actually, chapter one. Right. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace, look at this. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Wow. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. That means it is wrong for you to pray for grace. God, increase the grace on my life. That is a wrong prayer. And I said, so many of God's people, you see, are so used to the wrong things. So used to the wrong things. Anything that God even says that we should do, we, we tend to still pray. Let me give you an example. I was talking to my mom last night. So when the conversation, I said, you know, that, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's an issue, right? And I don't blame them. Maybe they didn't hear the word of God like we have. You see, I was talking with her. I said, she, she mentioned something. And I said, but you came for Super Sunday and I prophesied this. You see, so by this time, your confession should have changed. For example, if you go for a meeting, all right, and it's, it's prophesied, like, you are receiving this, this, and that. And the moment you say, I have received in the name of Jesus, it will now be wrong for you to now say again that I am believing God for. Some of you are surprised. No, because, now listen, Jesus Christ said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, he said, believe that you have received. He said, you shall have. So receiving and having are two different things. I want you to listen to me. Now we're talking spiritual truth now. We're talking about spiritual truth. Receiving, I said, Jesus Christ said, whatsoever you desire when you pray. He said, anytime you desire something. He said, when you pray about it. He said, there should be a point in the prayer where you believe you have received it. You see, so in the spirit, I now believe I have received this and that. So it will not be wrong for me to say, so it's a, it's a normal church language that they say, oh, I'm believing God for. And when they say that, they are trying to mean they are having faith for it. It's wrong. It's wrong language. Because the moment I have received, it will not be wrong for me to say I am believing God for it. Now, he says, grace and peace. How many of you have, have you ever heard um, uh, people say something like, Lord, increase my faith. Now we are going to a higher level of Christianity now. We're going to leave the emotional Christianity. I'm like, Lord, increase my faith. How have you heard it? Lord, increase my faith. Probably if you prayed it before. I have. I have, but it's rubbish. Oh. Maybe you're hurt that I said it's rubbish. Yes. It's rubbish. How do I know? Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, it will be wrong for you to say, Lord, increase my faith. God said, if you want to have faith, go and hear the word of God. So, that prayer can never be answered. 
God will never increase your faith. Grace and peace be multiplied. If you want grace to increase in your life, it is multiplied through the knowledge of God. So you, you have to do what? You have to know more of God. So he said, the moment it is automatic, once your knowledge of God increases, the grace multiplies. Once your knowledge of God increases, the grace multiplies. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ. Alright, go to verse 3. Now, if, if God is lying, you know, if this, we don't see this in our life, it's either God is lying or we are lying. According as his divine power hath given unto us, not will give unto us. Hath given unto us. Alright. I gave my life to Christ. This is what God has to say about me. He said his divine power has given unto me some things. Is that what you see there? Are you following the scripture? According as the divine power had given unto me some things that pertain unto life and godliness. He said, no, all things that pertain to life. Hey, hey. Now I look at myself. I look at it and I know that all things that pertain to life and godliness, I don't have it. But God said, he has given you all things. Now, midweek was so powerful. I wish you were there. All right. Um, let, let me take it from midweek. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18. Let me pick it from there so you understand what God is saying. Then Corinthians chapter 3. Now look at this. Powerful. He says, This is the principle. This is the principle. He says, But we all, we call it the mirror principle. The mirror principle. But we all, he says, but we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass. The word glass there is the same word that's used as mirror. So beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Hold on. He says, we all with an open face. That means we have opened our eyes. He said, beholding. Beholding means seeing or looking. He said, as in a glass, looking into the mirror. He said, uh, beholding the glory of the Lord. Now, normally, if you look into a mirror, you are supposed to see yourself. But here he's saying that when you look into the mirror, you don't see yourself. You see the glory of the Lord. Which mirror is this? Go to the book of James. Chapter 1. From 22. Look at this. But be ye doers of the word... And not hear us only, deceiving your own selves. Be ye doers of the word. When we say be ye doers of the word, what, what minute comes to your mind? Hold on. What minute comes to your mind? That means when you see um, something in the Bible, go and do it. That minute comes to your mind. Alright? That's the first thing that comes to your mind. Actually, it's not that. I'll explain. But be ye doers of the word. And not hear us only, deceiving your own self. Verse 23. He said, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass, the same mirror. The one who hears the word and does not do it, he said, he beholds in his face like, it's like he um, looking at his face in the mirror. Remember what Paul said about the mirror, about the glass. 
Go to verse 24. He says, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Hold on. He's saying that the one who is a hearer and not a doer, he said that man looks into the mirror. He says that ma, man looks in the mirror and over here he's likening the mirror to the word. He said the man looks into the mirror and right away when he sees it, the reason why he's not a doer is because he forgot what he saw. So, you came to church. You fell down. Then, pastor started preaching. Your faith kicked in. Then you said, I'm never going to be fearful again. I'm never going to be fearful again. Then, two hours later after church, something happens. Oh. I'm finished. <laughs> What happened? You forgot. You forgot what you saw in the mirror. You look into the mirror. He says that you are a seed of Abraham. And the seed of Abraham walks in prosperity. Yeah, in church. You are a seed of Abraham. Amen. 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 Then we walk out. You got home. You had your last 50 cities, someone stole 40 cities. <laughs> then Mary, my last money, my last money. Seed of Abraham. Pastor, I'll die. I'll die. You know, my life. I planned I'll eat with this and that's all. Okay. Now, 25. Verse 25. But who saw? Now, the reason why I said doers of the word is not see and go and do. I'm going to now expl explain. He said, but who saw look at into the perfect law of liberty? He calls the word the perfect law of liberty. Who saw look into the perfect law of liberty and continued therein? He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, not doer of the word. But, are you hearing it? He didn't say doer of the word. He said, but a doer of the work. A doer of the work. What work? Second Corinthians chapter 3. That is the work. Verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. This is the work. But we all, with open face, behold us in the glass. Now, coming from that background, he said, now, you behold in the glass. You behold in the word of God. Now, the glass is the word of God. Behold as a glass, the glory of the Lord. Now, let me give you one example of the things that are said in the glass or said in the mirror. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken in the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. Hey. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. <laughs> he says, uh, verse 2. And all these blessings, this is one of the things that I said concerning you. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. That means, this one is not a blessing of, you know, I, I, I needed 10 city and 9 city came. I'm believing God for the one city. No, he says, the, the blessing shall come on thee and overtake thee. So, you read this in the scriptures. You saw it in the word. Now, you believe it. You believe it. You believe it. 
Now, something's supposed to happen. At the time you believe this thing, mind you, you might not have anything in your pocket. So, you are supposed to do what? Do a certain work. To make who you are correspond with who you see in the mirror. Alright. He said he has given us power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power with the Holy Ghost come upon you and shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all and all onto the utmost part of the earth. So, he has given us power. So, you have power. Now, you look at the word of God, you have power. Yet, when you sleep, a, a spirit comes to sleep with you. No, it's, it's a real thing. So, people go through this. I told you about the, uh, the lady, you know, she goes through it so much that, you know, she sometimes she decides to pray. She'll pray, pray, pray. And she doses of the spirit comes. After the prayer. After hot prayers. Like the lady was telling me, say, after hot prayers. The spirit. Isn't something should be there? She would feel like somebody's watching here. This is real. So then I was with my mom. My mom asked me, he said, but she's born again. Why will it happen? And I said, because the Bible calls the devil a thief. A thief knows that in constitution he's not supposed to steal. So, the thief does not say, oh, it is written in Ghana constitution that we don't steal, so I've stopped stealing. Have you had... That's why it's called thief. <laughs> you understand? The thief, he's coming for what is not his. He knows you're born again. He knows you don't belong to him, but he's a thief. That's his nature. He has no other job than to steal. So, when the devil tries to, tries to get you in any way, you know, to, you know try to afflict the family, you need to, you know, um, look into the mirror. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. You need to look into the mirror. But we all with an open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. Are changed into the same image. What same image? The image in the mirror. So outside, I look broke. I look, um, depressed I look troubled I look like nothing is going well for me outside but in the mirror I see myself looking good in the mirror I'm good I'm nice in the mirror I'm smiling because when you check the word of God the word of God says concerning you he said rejoice evermore again I say rejoice but something is happening in your life you have no cause to rejoice and he says, there's something you're supposed to do. He said, when you behold the glory of God in the mirror, he said, you are changed to the same image. So I told them, I said, take note of these two words, behold and change. Behold and change. If the Bible is for you on the line, behold. If it's an e-Bible, you highlight, behold and change. So he says, when you keep beholding the glory of the Lord, he said, you are changed into the same image. Then he, he now says something very striking, which I didn't add at the midweek. He says, you are changed into this image from glory to glory. So the work does not happen in a day. Today, you looked into the mirror. The first thing that happened was joy. But mind you, probably your pocket is still dry. But now you're smiling. 
You know, that's the first thing that God does for any man before he can help the man. So, usually I tell people when they come to see me, they want me to pray for them and they are crying. I can't pray for you. The anointing does not work on sorrow. Bible says, withdraw, will you draw what out of them? No, the thing when they come and they do that, I would rather pray for them. Pastor, Pastor, my life, my life is destroyed. So what should I now do after it's destroyed? How many of you have ever heard? If we fall, we'll rise up. If we fall, we'll rise up. It's not biblical. Hey. Some of you are surprised. Okay. If you fall, they don't say, no, no, pastor. Pastor, the Bible says that if the righteous shall fall seven times, shall rise again seven times. That's Old Testament. That's what David said. That doesn't apply to the new creation. In the mirror, what is said in the mirror about the new creation? When he looks at himself, he, he, he stands the chance of not falling at all. Oh, Pastor, we are, we are really human beings. You have to really sometimes be realistic, Pastor, because... Book of Jude. Jude is just one chapter. Last but one verse. Look at this. Powerful. Instead of we thinking, oh, we are all humans, we all fall one day and God rise one day after we fall. He says, now unto him. Look at it. He said, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. So you don't have to fall. Lift your right hand. Say, Father, I believe what you have said. And that is my experience. Listen, when you read the Bible, and your experience is different from what is written in the Bible. Your experience does not invalidate the word of God. I never think that God is wrong. I never think that the Bible is not real. I rather think that something is wrong with me. If it doesn't work. I rather think something is wrong with me. Remember the man who came to Jesus Christ. And said, ah, Master, what would I do to have eternal life? Jesus Christ told him, um, go and read all the law. He said, oh, I've done it from my youth. He said, but one thing you lack. You understand? Every time, it is not, God is, he said, it calls it the perfect law of liberty. When you look into the mirror, you see the perfect you. Now, let me show you the difference between the Old Testament word of God and the New Testament word of God. Okay? Now, I'm driving you somewhere now. The Old Testament word of God and the New Testament word of God. In the Old Testament, the man looks at the word of God. He looks at the law. He looks at the commandments. He looks at it and what he sees is God's greatness and his smallness. So, he looks at God and because he does not have the nature of God, he looks at it and looks and says, God, God said, thou shalt not steal. Then he says, oh, God, you are great. That means God, you don't steal. God, powerful God. But me, I am nothing. And he walks away. Uh, he walks away. And that is what people are trying to put in the church today. When you are going to start a song, we are all nothing. I mean, can't we worship God? You know, can't we worship God without saying that we are nothing? We are like ants. And except it is Thanksgiving. I'm telling this so that the, the, the choir will also, you guys don't do that, but that's so you don't do it. I'm there, 
except this Thanksgiving, don't stand in front of God's people and threaten them to worship. Somebody has died yesterday. You need to worship God. Everybody, hey, it's true. Somebody has died yesterday. <laughs> Listen, worship is an act of love. They don't threaten people to love. Worship is an act of love. Listen, I said worship is an act of love. So you don't train people to love. Hey, we're going to worship. Some of you are not lifting your hand. You don't know. You don't know. Then you also don't remember. Hey, it's true. That kind of worship is not accepted by God. God wants you to come. You've got times and seasons in your head. Out of love. Nobody's cuddling. You call for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to call me your own. Yes, you're a God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God of mercy. Yes, you are God. There's no place for argument. You are God of You see, worship. There's some people who finish this particular song and add Shie, Shie. You were loving God, now you are still asking for things. You see, your normal way of relationship, you are brought it to God. You get, you get, you get me? Your normal way, the way you have been doing, the day you call your wife, hello, baby, he knows that there's a bill. There's a bill. That's what I've been, some of you, when your dad sees your phone call, he knows that. When your dad, you call your dad like this, daddy the daddy. Daddy the daddy. The next thing is, eh, you, you can't call him for nothing. And the same thing you do to God. Oh, you got times. And see, after you sing it and you're shaking. God, remember my grandmother. <laughs> Sometimes just keep intimate times with God. Ask nothing. Ask nothing. Because there's a way you can love somebody. Eh? So, so some of the some of the ladies, they know they rub. That's why when you have the santo, you understand? They rub their hand around it. Maybe you're looking for your checkbook. What's going on here? Me? It doesn't catch me though. Yeah, I'm an ad guy. Ad. Yeah, ad. Yeah, very hard. No hard though. Ad. Eric doesn't work on you. It doesn't work on you. You have what? You have hair. <laughs> ah. But a doer of the work, that is the work. The beholding is the work. The beholding is the work. You see? Holding is a work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Dominion is a reality. The supernatural life is a reality. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to most of you in the next one, two years, you'll be exercising such power in Christ. Such authority in Christ. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And you know, as I keep teaching the word of God, you know what happens? The cues for pastor pray for me keep in reducing. You know, I keep having people coming and sharing testimonies. Coming, pastor, this was going on and I did this. This was going on and I listened to this message and I did this. That's what, that's, that's the, that's the body of Christ. That's the church. Otherwise, supposed to be. Everybody's not supposed to be jumping to one man champion. You know, in some churches, every, no, everybody's nothing except the pastor. Everybody is nothing. Mm, mm. Some go and they, they are, they are in. They should prophesy to me today. They are in. They should prophesy to me today. Oh, so when the prophet moves, one, two, three, ready, 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 ready. <laughs> some of you know what I'm talking about. You were part. Oh, just call my name, just call my name, just call my name. Then you pass you. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> Did I tell you that all the things I'm doing for the Lord today, none of them were prophesied to me? In fact, the people I was with, that prophecy always came for them. They are who look up to me today. Nobody prophesied to me. I'm not saying prophecy is bad. I prophesy, so... If I, if I couldn't prophesy, and I'm saying this, you say, oh, hey, me, yeah. I can't prophesy. Michelle Kasa, Michelle. Michelle, come over, fill it fine. What is Friday? Friday. <laughs> so, yeah, OD one. <laughs> so, oh, they don't call, they don't call him Prophet Jedidiah for nothing. I don't remember. I prophesied that people are, people's families are going to start building this year. Yes. We have more than three. Yeah. <laughs> Just between January and February. Who have started building? There's one guy called Oriku. His father has never bought a land. He got a land for free. In this account, they give land for free. <laughs> I think that guy is five. I saw my mom yesterday. I said, Oh, I know a guy who bought a house for one million dollars. He said, In this in this gun. <laughs> it depends where you stay, I tell you. So me, I like to make friends um, with uh, people who, who inspire me. Because I, I can't say that I like to make friends with the rich people. Because we are all rich, so. <laughs> So, oh, this pastor I heard today, this pastor is really broken that he's rich on this own. Listen. That is your mouth. Leave my mouth for me. I am rich. I am rich. Who has ever won poverty award before? They don't even have money to organize the poverty awards. <laughs> Listen, poverty is just a mentality, I tell you. It's just a mentality. 
Because, you know, people who want to be rich, eh, many of them, you know, in, the, um, uh, in business, they call something um, faith it. There's something called, they call faith it. For example, I was telling them in the first service how I was rushing to do a business because somebody wanted to take my girl some years ago. The person wanted to... Come on, tell me. Me and my girl are there. Then the guy has car, I don't have car. Then my girl's sister, elder sister doesn't like me because I don't have car. So, and which one like the girl? Then the other guy comes to pick my girl. And I can't do anything about it because I can't pick her. No, because he picks her to work and back. And if I say, don't go, that means she will have to walk. And so, <laughs> so, later I realized that the guy is a car dealer. So, today is odd. Tomorrow is... There's one particular car now I saw it myself. It's, uh... Oh, there's this particular car. Oh. They call it a beast or something. Oh, if I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. So, because of that, I also decided to um, enter into car dealing. You are laughing at me. You have not fallen in love before, eh? Those who are doing ad, 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 ad. Your time is coming. <laughs> but this was, but this was years ago. So, I, I decided to enter into car dealing now. So, I decided to, you know, pray that God will make the plans go well because I'm going to make all the inquiries. And I had some money I'm going to start with. They said we should buy accident car. We'll bring it and plenty of business ideas. So I now decided to pray. So Father, in the name of Jesus, as I started business, it's moving, it's moving, it's moving. Loom, it's moving. As I was praying, God said to me, He said, I have not sent you. Ah. I said, No, this is not God. It's not God. As I kept praying, God said to me, Be patient, your time will come. I said, How? I felt devastated. Lo and behold, they collected a girl from me. He said, oh, hmm. <laughs> Listen. Listen. After all this, I made up my mind. I'll never be broke in my life. Are you listening? So, I want somebody that can suffer with me. Please. Suffer now, suffer now, suffer now. Some people are happy because it's a free license for them to. That is what the word of God says concerning you. So you focus on that. You focus on that. Just, just one, just one deal. Now, when God told me to be patient, 
and not do it. About two years later, God, I got a contract without registering a business. So it was because of the magnitude of the contract that I now went to register business, got an office. I mean, it was big. It was that big. I got an office, a high staff within one week. No, because the people said, I oh, would like to see your office in the next three weeks. I said, no problem. My office is there. <laughs> Faith it. When you go for, you know, when business people are going for a meeting, it will even rent some of this car. And wear a suit that he himself, he has never worn before. And go and sit over there. When they say, so, um, one million dollars to do that. Oh, yeah, we've been doing such contracts. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because, listen, because, listen, if I have a one million dollar contract to give to somebody and you come there and I realize you have never done it before. And the, the, the last contract you did was 12,000 Ghana CD. I would say, wait for your time. God's time is the best. <laughs> Faith it. So that's why you need the right people. You see, there's a language you need to learn. There's a language you need to learn. And God gives us that language. Bible says, and Potiphar prospered because of Joseph. I said something in the first service. I said, look, I, I said, it, it's offensive to God when you say things like, I need to travel outside the country to make it. It's offensive to God. It shows that the consciousness of the Abrahamic blessing is not working in you. You're not conscious. When Isaac was, there was famine in the land and everybody was traveling to Germany. Everybody was traveling to US. Bible told uh, 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 Bible said, God told Isaac, he said, stay here. Stay in this land. Don't go anywhere. Why? Because prosperity is not in location. To do well is just to be where God has placed you. There are people here, if I say prophesy that, you will go to Burkina Faso, you say, never. <laughs> but let me start prophesying right now and say, I see Ohio, Toronto. <laughs> Yes! I'm seeing New York, New York passing over here. New York. You don't receive it, oh, you don't like it. Yeah, New York. New Jersey. Yeah. Hamburg. Belarus. Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Lesotho. They don't like it. But look at something. Why are rich Chinese men? coming to Ghana and coming to make money from your country. Prosperity is not in location. Oh, we are going for greener pastures. It is against the gospel for you to talk like that. It's against your Christianity. He said, when men are cast down, you shall say there's a lifting up. So, I have never believed in going somewhere to make it. I've never believed in it. What I believe in in traveling is traveling to shop. Yeah, yeah like maybe one travels around, travels, travels, travels. It. Even when I travel outside, I, I'm in a hurry to come back to Ghana. Some of you can relate, but I relate. <laughs> Are listening? Yeah. So growing onto maturity. Going on to maturity. Alright, so we are scaling through this. Um, Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Now we are going to how to mature. 
how to mature. How to mature. What are the steps to take to mature? Like, we're going to look at them practically. We've talked through other weeks. We've talked about the, the symptoms of, of being a child. Now, let's look at how to mature. Acts chapter 20 verse 32 says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Now, remember what I said in the Old Testament. The man looks at God and God looks so big and looks so small. In the New Testament, the mirror principle is different. He doesn't look at God and God is big and he's small. In the New Testament, he looks at God and he sees himself. He looks at God and he sees himself. Then, he might be confused in the beginning because of what he's seen. What he's seen is too big for his mind. Because he looks at him, is the mirror, he looks at the mirror and he's seeing himself. He says, I can't do anything, but in the mirror, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. My, my brain is not working well, but I look in the mirror and the Bible says I have a sound mind. Yesterday, I was in a discussion with a guy over about depression. You know, we made a lot of jokes about it. I know some of you will not agree that, you know, it's a, it's a very serious thing, you know, that we're making jokes about. You know why we're making jokes about it? Because in, I, I don't want to say in our time, because we are all in the same time. But when we were growing up, when we were in university, we didn't know what depression was. Can I talk to you? You only have, apart from it being demonic, you only have suicidal thoughts when you don't think you have anything to add to this world. I believe him before I got born again. I believe that I am on earth for a purpose. There's something that I have something to do. I always thought of myself that I'm going to be great. So because of those thoughts, I can't afford the suicide. Do you understand? it. But today, the language is so loose. I, I'm coming from the perspective of the, the talking first. It's so loose. Such a weak, such a weak generation. The slightest thing. And you know the funny thing? Some people are just experiencing some small sadness. They will call it depression. Until depression now jump on them. Someone say, I refuse to be depressed. Say, depression does not work in this body. Somebody, why is he depressed? The boyfriend has left him. You see, I say, ah, you are part. <laughs> For me, I think if someone leaves you and you go and kill yourself, you have inferiority complex. Listen, if they leave you, look into the mirror, cry. <laughs> Cry a little. Cry, cry. You finish your day, she. You go. I said, when you walk out, you might cry again. Cry. No, don't keep the tears. Don't there. You must cry. Because probably you have some memories that, you know, when you people went to Aqua Safari together. You remember. And when you remember, it's oh, my beloved. But when you are done, you look at yourself and say, 
So he lost me. So she lost me. Me, I think of myself as something. I'm telling you the truth today. I look at myself and say, wow, God. What's what an anointed young man. So if you leave me, you are rather I'm going to lose. Someone say, I have something. Look at, look at this. Philemon chapter 1. Philemon chapter 1. Philemon chapter 1. You see, consciousness always activates spiritual realities. You see, consciousness. I'm conscious that I carry something. Whether you think I carry it or not, it's not my business. You, it's not you. I carry it. You see, I don't, I don't care about your opinion of whether I carry something or not. I think I carry something. And the only person who matters in that particular thought is me. So, the, the young lady I was talking about that there's this, we use car to come and collect, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they? Should we cry? Listen, I've been left you for you to be. Hey! <laughs> So, there was one time, you know, I, I, I walked, I walked away. I said, go on your knees. She went on her knees. I said, I prophesied to you. She was looking for a job. I said, in one month, you get a job. She got a job without applying for. So, if you, if you leave me, you have, I'm the prophet. Listen, listen, listen. Think you are something. If, if you don't think you are anything, that means you've not put any value in yourself. So you have no business dating. Because 100 million times zero is zero. I see. Put something in yourself. So when you get into a relationship with somebody, you know that you, you to you brought something. No, but you, oh. Yeah. Now, look at this. Philemon chapter 1, verse 6. Verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. In Christ Jesus. So, have you sat down to list the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus? Have you sat down to list them? Some of you have not done that. What are some of the things that are in you in Christ Jesus? One of them is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's in you. The, don't think that somebody needs to pray for you to be anointed. No. Paul says the anointing that you have received of him, he said it abideth in you. So he says, what will, he said, what will make it effectual? That means it can be in your life and it is not effectual. What will make it effectual? He said, is by acknowledging it. Acknowledging it. Sit down and acknowledge the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. Sit down, sit down and, and start naming them. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. The power of God. It's a good thing that is in me in Christ Jesus. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I always had a mentality. Alright? I always had a mentality that if I walk into anybody's house, the person will be blessed. That's, that was my mentality. I was not a pastor. 
When I start thinking like that, I said, if I walk into your house, so I don't just walk anyway. I was not a pastor. If I walk into your house, I had that mentality because that's what I saw in the word of God. Bible says, and Potiphar prospered because of Joseph. Bible says, and Laban prospered because of Jacob. This is what the Bible teaches. When you are connected to God, there's something about you. So I don't step into your house to eat all your food. Because you don't respect what I brought. I eat small. Walk into you. When you walk into people's businesses, when you walk in people's lives, let them be blessed. Are you listening? When people come close to me, they get, always get better. One of the things that happens to people who come close to me, whether knowingly or knowingly, they start getting passionate about Jesus. As long as I don't have to say anything about it. It's, it's, it's an aura. It's a presence around me. When I start talking with you, no matter what we are talking about, you start, you start getting the, the Jesus vibe. Someone say, I radiate the glory of God. You see, I radiate the glory of God. Everywhere I go, I radiate the glory of God. It's a good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, still remember those two scenarios I gave you. The Old Testament, he says that when you look at it, God is great and I am small. In the New Testament, I look and I see God. Now, what does it show me? It shows that the principle in the New Covenant is different. That means... The food that I am required to eat in the New Testament to grow me is not the same food that was eaten in the Old Testament. That's why I'm, 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 okay, let me, let me, let me explain this. Some people say, why do we segregate the Old Testament and the New Testament? Let me explain. Now, take for example, before the 1992 constitution, which constitution was there? Nineteen eighty-six, right? Is that correct? Nineteen sixty. All right. Say nineteen sixty constitution was there before nineteen ninety-two. All right. Now, how many lawyers will now go to court and say, according to the nineteen sixty constitution, that would be wrong reference, right? That means in the New Testament or in the New Covenant, we make reference to the present document. The present document. Second Peter. Chapter 1. Verse 12. Ooh. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though ye know them and be established in the present truth. Present truth. So there's a present truth. So even though I take the Bible. Alright. According to Second Peter. He says as newborn babes. Desire the zemic of the word. That you may grow thereby. So, even though I, I take the Bible, it is not everything in the Bible that will make me grow. What will make me grow? Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Go there again. Now therefore I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is a word of what? His grace. So it is a word of God's grace that will build me up. Now, the, uh, now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So he said, 
That word of his grace will build you up. It will grow you. You see, when you want to grow in the spirit, focus on the word of his grace. The word of his grace. It is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance and not the word of his judgment. Now, let's say for example, somebody, I don't use anybody here because nobody is like that. Even if I don't believe it. Now, let's say a, a guy is sitting here and that guy has a challenge with masturbation and he wants to stop. Now, for him to, to, like, for me to come to church and say, stop masturbating. It will destroy you. Stop it. Number one, he already knows he's supposed to stop. Most of the time, he knows he's supposed to stop. No, because it has, it has, um, repercussions like health wise. So every normal guy would want to, let me not go too far. Because it disrupts something. Okay? It's... (laughs) Alright? So, you know, and and, and trust me, as a pastor, I hear a lot, and a lot of people come complaining about it. About this, they they do this, they do that. And you can see that they want to stop. Alright? So, let's say he wants to stop. If I come to church and I say, stop masturbating. Stop masturbating. It is against the law of God. That's not going to build him up. That's going to condemn him. And he's not likely to ever come out of it. So what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to apply Philemon 1.6. I have to now use what is in him. Because God tried doing that in the Old Testament. It did not work. God came and said, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. And the Bible says nobody was able to fulfill the law. So in the New Testament, so in the Old Testament, it was from outside in. God was trying to work love from outside. Tell them to do so that they will love. But in the New Testament, he now works it inside out. So all the things that they, they struggled to achieve in the Old Testament, God rather now gave it to us so that we live it out. So they tried to be righteous in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, God now made us as righteousness so that we live right. So now, we are now supposed to take advantage of what is it. So I'm supposed to be magnifying the righteousness of God in his eyes so that he will now use the righteousness of God to now overcome that challenge. If he is taught right, he should be able to do that. At the beginning of the year, I said, we are doing purity challenge. I believe all of you are are doing it. I want to believe it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said purity. I said purity. So this year, purity. Someone said, what does it entail? You know. Purity. Some said they are not part. They're not part. Right. Now, when I started it, I said we are doing purity. Like every child of God should endeavor to do something like this. It is, it, you know. So when I said we are doing it, now why all of you now calm down? Am I supposed to think otherwise? Or we are all doing it? Right? Okay. Now I noticed that I noticed that even though some people were already, you know, doing that thing effortlessly, the moment we said purity challenge, it became very difficult. How have you noticed it? All of a sudden. I'm preaching, I'm preaching. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, 
And your coach, who has never picked your concert? You day house. Hey. Then all of a sudden you are seeing extraordinarily nice guys. Take tall. Walking towards you. With a brochet. With a deep was a hi. So, the Lord spoke to me and said, he said to me, he said, what you are doing is a good thing, but there's a challenge. God told me there's a problem with how you are doing it. I said, okay, talk to me, Lord. He said, if you go from the point that, okay, I am likely to fall, so I'm rather doing a challenge to stand. He said, it's wrong. Rather, you are the righteousness of God, so it is normal with you to do the right. So, the wrong is now the foreign thing trying to enter. Do you get it? Oh, I said, okay. You're speaking to me, Lord. So, we're supposed to magnify your life. Magnify the righteousness of God. When impurities try to attack you, you say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I cannot condescend to that level. I'm talking to somebody now. I cannot bring myself that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't do this. I don't do that. Some people don't like this message. I'm preaching it. I can't do that. Can't, can't do it. Listen. If anyone promises you anything in this world and the only condition is for you to do something that is against the word of God, never do it. Why? You will still lose the thing they are giving you. And let me tell you something. Anything the devil tries to use to bait you is already in your destiny. Am I speaking to somebody? It's already in your destiny. What is he doing? He is just shifting it and putting it in the wrong time. It's already in your destiny. You continually walk in glory. And in the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand and begin to pray. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God. Now begin to declare that you are the righteousness of God. Begin to acknowledge the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. Begin to acknowledge them. Begin to talk about them. Thank you, Father. I'm your righteousness. I'm your righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to declare. You know, if you have such a challenge, maybe with, with some of these things, you know, or you have an addiction, begin to magnify the righteousness of God. Say, Father, I thank you. Don't cry, say, God, please remove it. No. Say, Father, I thank you. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I walk in your righteousness. 
I have the ability to live right because I'm the righteousness of God. I have the power to live right because I'm the righteousness of God. It's inside me, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ramando, Rashengo, Ramakande, Groskalandele, Sako, Falabande. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rabago, Shagarabande, Casco, Pradesca, Bata. Thank you, Lord. 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 Magovanesi Shakataya. Thank you, Father. 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 Blessed be the Lord. Go ahead and give. Oh.